order in the court. It's time for Understanding the Law Radio. Well, hi, and thanks for joining us for another episode of Understanding the Law Radio. I'm your host, Peter Lamont, along with my co-host, Brendan. Yeah. I think at this point we should just call me the other host instead of co-host. So what are we, what are we, Well, because you're the host. I'm the co-host. All right. Instead, so, it's just host and other host. Okay, fine. All right, Jimmy Fallon. We'll just, you can take <laughs> over the Tonight Show. Anyway, today we're going to be talking about stems. All right, like on plants? Definitely not on plants. Not on plants? We are going to be talking about... Like stem cells? No. Stem day. Uh, what? What is that? National Explain. STEM Day. Well, right. you tell me what STEM you are. Closer I'm assuming, to, based on our previous episodes, that this is a series of wacky lawsuits <laughs> involving people ingesting stems of fruits. Am I right or no, wrong? No, you're wrong. You're uh, way wrong. You're younger than I am. Tell me what STEM is. STEM stands for Science, Technology, Engineering, and Math, and it is a. Uh, it's a massive movement, and it's, yes, it's it's a, it's a it's a large umbrella term for a yeah. lot of different things. Back when I went to school, they started implementing STEM towards the end, and it was just like a push towards more engineering, technology, math things. You know what I mean? Yeah, and it's a good thing, I think, just because of how rapidly technology yes. emerges. Yeah, I think that you know, for example, what's the point of having? dare I say, a typing class on, on, on a typewriter when you can dictate most of everything that you say and do now. Well, I would not I would say a typing class is good, but not for a typewriter. No. No. Well, see, I threw that in just so you wouldn't yell at me. I figured if I yeah, said... Typing cla- no, no typing class because we can dictate everything? I don't think that's how that works. You don't think that in the future... Uh, well, well, let me ask you this. Do you, oh know, do you know how to type like... Formal typing in the yeah. special hand position. I'm good at typing. Clickety click, click. I'm a pro typer. I'm in the top. I think it's like top. You know, what are you? Ninety words a minute. Yeah, I, I have a crazy amount. I remember I just took a uh, I took the test a couple weeks ago. Why? I was curious, and it said you're in the pro section. You're among the top percent of people. So you're not a a, a one finger no hunt and peck guy. No, I was very proud of that fact. All right, well, very nice, very nice. So. I don't know, but I think a lot of people are not, they don't have the mechanics of, of typing. Right. And I right. think it's, you know, voice dictation. How many times do you ask one of those uh, electronic, no, I, I don't want to say it. I'm usually asking her to stop listening to me and shutting <laughs> off her button. All right. So what we're talking today about STEM, and in particular, we're going to talk about, yeah, we are going to mention some lawsuits uh, in particular, there's a lawsuit I want to talk about where the court has said that robots can't be can't be sued. But let's talk for a minute about STEM. So, I I used to do some work for some schools and things like that, and and the focus on STEM in the schools was, hey, let's get a 3D printer because that's STEM, and you can you can print 3D whatever it is you want to print, and yeah. there you go, we got STEM. Yeah. That's not what it is at all. I mean, 3D printers are part of the technology component. But it's it's way more than just, hey, we have a component of STEM and, and therefore we're a STEM school. But right, right. Well, I, I will say, I will say, you know, there was a school I was at one point helping with certain projects, certain work, and they didn't do STEM. They had very like a like a single element. It was like they had a 3D printer and they considered that to be STEM. 
And they were like, oh, yeah, it's a right. STEM because it's an umbrella term. And you could loosely say, so, you know, that's considered STEM. But largely, it's like a, it's like an integration of a lot of different topics into these. I, you know, I like that because it really is. It integrates. But I'm the, Smart word, right? Yeah, I'm not you know a, where I learned that? I'll give you a hint on our podcast. No, I was gonna say STEM. Oh, okay. Gosh, um, I'm not. A, I'm not a math wizard. As as a matter of fact, I'm not that good in math, <laughs> algebra, and things like math that. Math wizard? I'm not. I'm a pinball wizard, but uh, not a math wizard. Oh my gosh. So anyway, but but you know, you don't have to be uh, a, a trigonometry expert to be in the STEM field. No, if anything, that's what the whole the push towards STEM. Yeah, it is integrated. That's yeah. the perfect it's word. It's making it accessible. It's it's making it less of a, you know, an unknown. With the more and more technology, things like STEM in schools are helping, kind of, you know, open up the possibility for that kind of a thing. You know what I mean? In the future. Well, like, let me ask you a question because you you do a lot of video game creation, coding, yes, and things like yes. that. Have uh, you game developer? Yeah. Have yes. you seen coding? In just in particular coding, or let's take a step back. You've done you you know HTML website design. I do a little, know HTML. Okay. yeah, a little bit. Have you seen a difference from what website creation was fifteen years ago to what it is now? Oh well, for sure. I mean, as far as what you need to know, do I need to know full HTML in order to make my own website? Well, I mean. The foundation and the basics are always going to be something you need to know. Even forgetting about HTML, all the coding languages are like that. Even in 30 years, like, I seriously doubt we're going to have an AI that we use to write our code. But, you know, the basics are there, the foundations are there, but there are tools that have come out, add-ons, plugins, even the base tools themselves that try to make it more accessible. You know, right, accessible, accessible for more people. Because if you go back 15 years, I mean... And, like, and like I, I, to, to add right. in there, one of the prime examples of that is the game development tools because, you know, I don't even know if I wasn't into it 15 years ago, but 15 years ago, they didn't have tools that they do today. Nowadays, they have like Unreal Engine and, and Unity and their game engines that anyone could technically get into. I, I mean, you know, talk about Unreal Engine. They have a the ability to write no code and fully make a video game. So, yeah, I, I think that it has become easier to get into than it once was, and they're constantly making pushes, you know, in all fields, not just game development. But, but across the STEM yeah, field. Right, right. Completely. I'd say that. So I mean it's it's definitely and I, I don't do game development or design or anything like that, but I've seen in my limited capacity of of you know the technologies that I'm interested in, um, you know, audio and video production, mm-hmm. um, you know, website, things like that. I, I don't know HTML, but I could put together a pretty decent looking website yeah you know so the tools are there i'd say the barrier of entry is getting smaller for a lot of different things you know that's that's the term i guess i'd use that's like a quote for this episode yeah very, very intelligent yeah i have come onto this episode with so much intelligence it's crazy and it's not artificial it is not artificial intelligence no it is very official well you know i found uh this discussion and that's what what launched us into this episode right. as, aside from the fact that it's national stem day yeah you, you know rocket ships yeah. stem launched us some, right. some joke to be made there I, I was reading this article found it very interesting about artificial intelligence litigation and can the law keep up with the rise of the machines i read the same article when you sent it to me yes i did and i, I found one part very through technology interesting. yes 
But uh, go ahead, read it. All right. Well, I don't want to read it. I want to just. Oh, I want to talk. About I want to summarize, summarize some of the co- key components here about go this. Ahead. So basically, this whole article talks about artificial intelligence um, being a broad conceptual term for the technologies or systems that make it possible for computers to perform tasks involving human-like decision-making, intelligence, learned skills, and/or expertise. So they're looking at the advances in technology in this article over the past 20 years and the acceleration and development rate that we've seen. And and AI in particular in private and public sectors Mm -hmm. in 2015 compared to where we are now has increased in like $2.4 billion in capital that was invested into artificial intelligence and and we're only talking about believe it or not the department of defense really yeah so i mean that that's the 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 private you know the public sector i mean department of defense spending all that money what are they doing they must see the benefits of artificial intelligence and what it can do for you know defense of the country i mean it's it's some pretty serious stuff. Worrying because, you know. Well, worrying, yes. Worrying because artificial intelligence isn't perfect. And I'd worry, you know. Well, we've talked about those robot dogs. We've talked about those robot dogs. They're out to kill. Right. You never know. You Operation see- Bloodlust is what the uh, government <laughs> is calling it. But in the private sector, we talk about things like Google, Facebook, Apple, Uber. Yeah. These are all companies that have researched and and developed, and they're on. See now, wait. I just jump in here. Jump in for one second. A bit of a silly comment, but Uber, I I I figured it out. Right, like you want to know how AI is going to be big. Yeah. Forget about robot dogs that are going to kill you. Forget about you know art that looks nothing like real art. I'm going to tell you right now where AI is going to be amazing, and it is <laughs> Uber is going to be taken over by self-driving cars. You. Book the Uber, no people involved. DoorDash is going to be drive-throughs and robot cars with arms that stick out and say, "Hand me your food." You know, it's gonna be it's gonna be insane. I know you're kind of joking, but no, no, no I'm, I'm joking. I don't want that to happen because that would, you know, be bad. I don't uh, usually like AI taking over real people's jobs, but. I can totally see it happening. Yeah, well, I mean, look, think about what's going on with Amazon Dystopian over the years. future. We talked like about I'm that. always talking about. It's going to happen. Listen, you just hold on. <laughs> we got a problem. All right. For those of you that tune into our last episode about <laughs> Guy Fox and trees and sedition laws and things like that, this guy over here That's said, right. yeah, I, I was. Uh, I don't think there'll be a dystopian future. But you know what? I've done a 180 after thinking about Uber cars <laughs> driving people to places. In one episode. Yes. If, You've if, changed my viewpoint. All right, nice. See the powers of persuasion. Yeah. If you haven't listened to that last episode about Guy Fawkes Day, and it's really interesting. We talked about V from uh, Vendetta, the movie, and and treason and sedition laws, and, and you'll understand what Brennan's talking about. But, you know, uh, getting back to what Amazon's doing, Amazon has been trying for quite some time now to develop a fleet of drones to do development or deliveries, but they've run into to issues with the FAA. Mm-hmm. Um. But your your, you know, my Uber prediction is upsetting. Who, but who, it's like who I'm knows? Into a glass ball here. I'm I'm probably correct. You know, this is once the technology is there. I mean, look, once the technology is available, the big you know Uber, Mister Uber, you know, big Uber is gonna one hundred percent do it. Well, like, there's nothing stopping them. You know, I have a couple comments Their on desire on all of this. for money. First of all, first of all, 
Um, I want to talk about just one thing that I encountered over the weekend. I was at a yeah. hockey tournament. Oh yeah, and you know Tesla's obviously a big thing, and and yeah. you've got your own personal feelings about uh, Elon Musk, but yeah. I overheard a conversation with somebody who was, we were up in Boston and they were complaining because they had nowhere to stop and charge their car. And they actually had to leave a night earlier than they were supposed to so that they could go halfway, find a charging station and then continue. Stupid. So that is a pain in the ass. Yeah. I mean, to be stuck wondering whether or not. Also, also the electric cars. There, there's a, there's a the misunderstanding that the electric cars are like entirely environmentally healthy and that they like completely reduce the fuel, you know, stuff, the, all that, fossil fuels and whatever. They're not that much healthier. They're a good step. Not the battery. The battery needs, don't you have to have it like a hazmat team remove it if you get into an accident? Isn't I, there something I don't like know. That? I don't know about that, but I know that. I think the uh, battery is, is extremely dangerous that's what i've people heard. have though this understanding that like oh electric cars better for the environment and they are better but they're not like great there's a there's a common misunderstanding there. well i i think that you know here's an, an area of technology that you know because we're talking about stem technology and thinking about a tesla with i just want to you know what i would like to jump in i would like to jump in here Go ahead. i think walt disney was correct when his idea of epcot do you his original idea experimental prototype community of tomorrow it was going to have no cars zero cars zero fuel given off by them it was going to have monorails that take you from place to place they were going to have a a city built with the with the idea of people walking around without cars genius but now we've got all these cars all over the place and yet we should have listened to walt disney well Walt Disney was a big one in animatronics, though, which was, you know, arguably the first step in robotics, perhaps I, humanoid well, robotics. I wouldn't say I wouldn't say AI or anything like that. That's just right. You know, well, listen. I mean, here's here's the thing. You know, with all of these technologies, um, they develop. What when, when I all right, let me let me go back for a second. We're, we're talking about the development of these technologies, right? When I think back to digital cameras. So I grew up, you know, I grew up in the 70s and and film Mm -hmm. was film cameras. When Polaroid announced its poll, it was like mind blowing that you could make this this magic box print out pictures. Yeah. Right. And you sort of shake them and blow on them. And all of a sudden it was magic. But I remember when digital photography was just becoming something. Right. And I remember getting this Kodak, you know, uh, camera. I, it probably had like four megapixels of storage or, or something ridiculously small. Um, and it was horrible. It was horrible. You couldn't do anything with the pictures after you took them. It was, the camera sucked. It was horrible. But how quickly it goes from, here's the concept. Let's see if we can get people interested to boom. Now everybody in the industry is using digital. All right. Everybody. Film photography, you name it, it's digital. Same with music. So again, at the the beginning of file sharing, like Napster and some of those Russian sites, you know, here, here's an idea. Let's take music that traditionally comes in the form of a CD, a cassette, an eight track, a, a vinyl, and now let's digitize it, right? And so initially it's Wild West. Everybody's downloading stuff and all of a sudden people are getting sued. Now... Now, I don't remember the last time I bought an album. 
Are you saying you pirate all of them? No. The streaming services have have <laughs> have now taken that initial yeah. entry into the digital world, the yep. unknown digital world, and now they have normalized it and now everything's streaming. Yeah. You know, even even movies. I I have a huge collection of DVDs. And prior to that I had a huge collection of VHS tapes. Mm-hmm. And now well when digital technology came around you know movies would come out and i'd i'd purchase them right through apple but now things are available on streaming so so quickly and easily you don't even need to own that anymore you don't need to own that technology because you can stream it so my point here is that any of these technologies that we're encountering are developing at rapid paces. You made a joke about AI-generated art. I did. But now this is the first time we're seeing AI-generated art. What is that going to be like in five years? It's got to change. I think that, yeah, here's what I think. Here's what I think. AI art is going to hit some more speed bumps before it, it reaches some point of understanding. What's going, here's my prediction for AI art, all right? Nostradamus has been channeled. I've looked into the ball once again. Here we go. Uh... Are you ready for this prediction? I'm ready. I'm hold, wait, hold on. Hold AI on. art. Oh, boy. Big, okay. It's big problem right now is the idea that it's plagiarism. Because I seen it myself. When you search up certain terms, it can pull from people's art and change it and mishmash it into its own shape that still contains the signature. Now, regardless of whether or not it's the original drawing or not, or how many elements are from the original drawing i can perfectly rip off someone's style with ai art uh and forgetting about the fact that it's lifeless and it doesn't actually have you know soul behind it it's their style from their images with their signature messed up on the bottom that's why no companies are willing to take the giant leap into you know completely utilizing ai art because a lot of them you know are afraid like what what's going to happen you know there has not been any litigation yet to determine what kind of, or not, you know, substantial, that could determine what the limits of AI art are, how to use it. I think there is going to be. I think that people are going to be sued. And I think that what's going to happen is that there's going to be a, a website or a bank of sorts where you can get paid to upload your art to have the AI art take from. That's you interesting. Will, it's absolutely going to happen. You will be giving them creative freedom. I don't know how much you'd be paid. I don't know if it would be a lot or if you'd even get paid, but you would be giving them, um, uh, I forget, what's, what's, the, what's the word? It just, it just slipped my mind. License? License. You'd give them the license. Or to ownership, your art really, freely, probably. Right. And anything the AI art makes is from that. All public domain works would be going in there immediately. All of the old, old paintings that are frequently referenced would immediately be in there. You know, and they'd offer people money to to upload their stuff. And so AI art would be kind of reach a ground where it's not exactly immoral as much as it just is, like I said personally, a bit soulless. Well, I that's I, my prediction. Yeah, but that's my prediction because that because it's perfect. It it explains what's gonna happen. I'm I think this is I think it's what's gonna happen. I think though that like I'm saying, it's gonna rapidly evolve and all of a sudden it's gonna go from Hey, this doesn't look right, right? This is they stole somebody's AI. All of a sudden, the the artificial intelligence being able to actually create an original mm-hmm. piece, not taken simply from 
other because right now the way I see AI art, it, it's a mishmash of original art that they pull together. But at right. some point, you you would argue that the um, technology would evolve to a point where the robot, the artificial intelligence, could create its own original work of art. That's where, though, I don't see it happening because a lot of AI art right now is recognition of patterns and images, yeah. breaking them down into elements that they can take from other people and putting it together. If you ask the AI to draw, like, you know, uh, a portrait of Jesus at the Last Supper, for example... It would just take from the Last Supper portraits that exist, understand the basic shapes and forms and patterns, and try and repeat them. And that's why if I did that, I might have, you know, three people doing the pose where their hands are up because it understands what that is, but it doesn't get it. If you asked it to draw from the ground up the Last Supper, it would not know what's going on. It wouldn't get it. You know, it doesn't know how to make forms that make sense with each other. It doesn't know how to draw like that. I don't see that ever happening because that's just such a such a specific skill that requires understanding of, you know, basic, you know, art stuff. And I don't, I don't know. I'm going off on a tangent here, but I see it's AI possible. art. That's why I think it's going to be my thing because you can't train AI to draw from the ground up, but I think that you can train it to, you know, only take from the specific website and. Oh, I like your idea. You should probably keep that idea to yourself. Keep that idea to myself. Yeah. Right, let's just cut that out. Make sure you don't upload this. <laughs> Make sure. Well, let's let's. Look and if at you're hearing this because you forgot to edit it out, don't sell my idea to Dally. All right. Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. Dally. Four. Dally. Three. What? Two. What is it? Dally. Dally two. Dally two. Dally four. I, I'm just that's light like years 50 ahead. Years in I'm the light future. Years yeah. Ahead. That's when that's when Dally four creates humans on its own clones. Yeah. Well, I don't know. I think Jeff Bezos might uh, might do it first. It's either going to be him or Elon Musk. I, I don't know who it's going to be. I think that uh, we're already on Jeff Bezos number seven, but he just hasn't told us yet. Maybe it's Anakin no, if Skywalker. There, if anyone he did build C three PO. True. If there's anyone who might be a clone, it's Mark Zuckerberg. Mark Zuckerberg, you think he's a clone? Have you seen pictures of Mark Zuckerberg? Yes, I have. He looks like a clone. Le of Emperor Palpatine? No, not of Emperor Palpatine. But a clone of himself? Look, clo at, look at his face. He doesn't look like a real person. No, I think he's a real person. Look at him. I see him. Clone. You see, he's he's a clone in a in a person's skin. Okay. Or he's a robot or something. You he's know what like, I'm saying? He's uh, like... Star Trek Next Generation, uh, Commander Data. Maybe. He was an android. All I right. believe you. Anyway, so let's look at some of these lawsuits. I mean, because the whole point of this article is how how quickly the technology is evolving. Some of the things that Brendan and I were just talking about, with how quickly things have evolved from, hey, let's illegally download music, to now everybody's got streaming services that we pay for, and it's great. That's what's going on. And can the, the, the laws keep up? So we're going to look at a few claims and cases that have have developed in the last few years and 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 we'll you know give you our predictions for the future at mm. the end of this episode but uh here's one that was reported by cnbc it was an incident involving online bots where there was an automated online shopping bot that was set up by a swiss art group and they were given a weekly allowance of a hundred dollars worth of bitcoin um and, and they were purchasing, it was programmed to purchase random items from the dark web where 
you can buy all kinds of stuff. Now, I, I still don't understand this dark web thing, but we'll get to that in a minute. And this is back in January 2015. The Swiss police confiscated the robot and its illegal purchases. Um, but they didn't charge the bot or the artists who designed it with any crime. Now, this is interesting because here is a case where there's a robot, a bot, that, that has done something illegal, programmed by yeah. humans. But it itself, that's complicated. Right. Because technically, technically, if I program the robot to buy a specific illegal item, that would probably be different. Right. But it looks like he just programmed it to purchase things. Although right. I, don't know, I don't know. That that seems very suspicious. So you can see right off the bat, our first case that we're looking at, right off the bat you can see that there are going to be problems because it's very similar to the old, you know, um, Sony Betamax lawsuit where they talked about, this is back when VHS was just developing the technology or, or, or Sony was developing the technology to be able to copy uh, from television to VHS tapes or Betamax tapes, right? Like, you know, like the old DVR mm -hmm. in the past was, let's record our television show. Let's record Days of Our Lives onto a, a, a Betamax tape. And this lawsuit really came down to, you know, infringement. Were you copy? Were you guilty of copyright infringement, Sony? Because you created this Betamax recorder, which was capable of recording um, live television or, or, or television broadcast television. Right. And the court said, "Well, wait a minute. Just because a device is capable of infringing use doesn't mean that the device itself is infringement." Right. And the same is true for something you're very familiar with. Emulation. Emulation. You want to talk about that for a second? It's very true. Emulation is the act of taking a game for like the PlayStation and playing it on your computer, you know, locally. Uh, in order to do it, you need an emulator and you need the ROM. So, for example, I'm going to play Super Mario World for the Super Nintendo. First, I download a Super Nintendo emulator. Essentially, what it is is it replicates the hardware as, as a software, allowing you to play Super Nintendo games. The act of downloading Super Mario World as a ROM is illegal because that's pirating the game. The emulator itself, while it allows you to play the ROM, the emulator isn't illegal because it just gives you the functionality. It doesn't actually pirate right. anything. So, like, it doesn't say go pirate video games, right. but it it allows you to play pirated video and, games. And and the reason that emulators, things like Dolphin Emulator, are are available and are okay to buy to use, mm -hmm. is because of that Sony Betamax case back in the God knows seventies eighties, where you know they said the technology itself isn't infringing, just because there was a which I don't know if that's the one I'm thinking of, but there was one where someone actually made the PS1 emulator and then Sony might have sued and then it was ruled, no, it's allowed. I don't remember. I don't remember that case, but it's also similar to some of the peer-to-peer, P2P uh, file sharing mm -hmm. programs, right? Just because that file sharing is capable of infringement, it doesn't mean that it e itself is an infringing use. So there's also been a, a number of cases that have involved personal injury that are related to automated machines. So uh, cases from workers' compensation claims or claims against manufacturers by workers injured by robots. 
There's one in particular, pain versus ABB flexible automation. This is interesting. Uh, there was an injury that involved a robot. There's also been um, litigation over the safety of surgical robots, especially the Da Vinci robot. Um, and there's this one case, and, and this is why it's so interesting. So there is a case called the United States versus um, Athlone Industries, Inc. It's mm-hmm. a federal case from 1984. And it stated, and this is very interesting, quote, robots cannot be sued, close quote, and, and discussed instead how the manufacturer of a defective robot could be liable. But the robot itself could not be sued. Well, then now you have to add AI onto that because theoretically, right, let's just pretend magically that robots and AI coexist and that there's an AI robot, right? And the robot was programmed to do one thing, but it has its own artificial intelligence completely like a human, and it decides to start killing. Who gets sued then? Well, that's the thing. If if you are developing AI, but it's programmed to learn, right? now is that robot autonomous? Is it thinking for itself? And now if you can't sue the robot... So these are very interesting questions. I know it sounds silly, but, you know, it, it's it's for real. Like, for example, um, you take, I don't know, C-3PO. There is an example of a robot, right? Yeah. A fictional robot. Right. That was able to think on his own, was able to interact so imagine the future where you have robots that are starting to be more autonomous. Could 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 there's there's an interesting thing I was just looking it up to bring it up here. Um have you heard of Tay AI? No. Tay was an artificial intelligence chatterbot that was released by Microsoft on Twitter. Within a day it caused controversy when the bot began to post inflammatory and offensive tweets. Oh, I did hear that. Yes. Specifically racially targeted, yeah. uh, lots of Nazi stuff. Essentially, what could be easily considered as hate speech. It said it supported genocide against certain races. So it's absolutely not, you know, you know, it, it, it's it's an AI. It's a little bit different than what we're talking about, but... No, it's 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 a good point because here you've got it was it was thinking, quote unquote thinking, if you will, on its own and then resulted in that. So you know, as as AI develops, who is gonna be responsible? You know, and, and for example, completely crazy, right? But look because you cut me off with C three PO. I really wanted to get my C three PO story oh, out. Well, I'm sorry. Go ahead. In Return of the Jedi, mm-hmm. when C three PO was um, discovered by the Ewoks, and and right, they're all in that big net because Chewbacca went to go get the food, and they talk to him, and and C three PO gets them all in trouble. Right, they all get captured and taken to the Ewok village. What if mm-hmm. things didn't go? As they went, what if the Ewoks decided they were actually going to burn and roast and eat Luke Skywalker? Could they have sued C-3PO for being stupid by telling him, telling the Ewoks that, that, you know, he couldn't impersonate a deity? Remember that? Yeah. He was thinking on his own. That's right. Programmed to think on his own. Um, I'm joking, but as far as the, the programming aspects of it, what liability are 
programmers going to have? What liability are people that write the code for these robots going to have? What are the risks that face people that do the programming? I, I think, I mean, look, you, you do coding. This is something that wouldn't you be concerned about? Yeah. Um, yeah. All right. So other litigation that we're, we're seeing and we expect to really explode is driverless cars. You know, um, there's there's limited case law right now about autonomous moving vehicles. That's how they they discuss it in in the law, by the way, Mm -hmm. autonomous moving vehicles. It's really been difficult to establish liability when there's autonomous moving vehicles involved, you know, because they just the cases they deal with alternate theories of liability. For example, there have been manufacturing defects, uh, defect claims that have been thrown out of court. Um, There's all sorts of things that we have to consider when you're dealing with robot, quote-unquote robot, to to cover it all, technologies. So Mm -hmm. injuries when you're dealing with autonomous cars are going to be different than what we're seeing right now. As a matter of fact, um, there was a Toyota lawsuit that was a multi-district litigation matter that involved allegations that some of its vehicles had a software defect that caused the vehicles to accelerate, right? So this unintended, I've dealt with some of these claims before, unintended acceleration claims because years and years ago I used to do insurance defense work. Um, but, But these were situations where the plaintiff and the plaintiff's experts were unable to identify the precise software design or manufacturing defect. Mm-hmm. Uh, instead, they found that the evidence supported inferences from which a reasonable jury could conclude that the vehicle continued uh, to accelerate or failed to show or stop despite the plaintiff's application of the brakes. I mean, the, the point here is that you can't always pinpoint who is at yeah, fault. Right. So, like, for example, in, in a traditional auto accident case like let's say a rear end collision right the 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 inference of liability is on the person that does the rear ending right because mm-hmm. it's usually that's the law says that if you get rear ended it's 90% of the time the, the person that rear ends you but there are other factors did the person in front of you stop short etc things like that right um right but now we're going to have things completely unknown to us and and what impact is that going to have you know there's other other things too you know like um i I think that the whole thing with with ai is that like the adaptive learning component of it and i don't think that right now our legal system is set up to deal with it i don't think we're set up to deal with the teslas and 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 self-driving cars Mm -hmm. and it's not just tesla because now other cars are getting involved in the self-driving as well. We've got patent litigation cases. We've got uh, AI innovations. You know, it's going to be really difficult to, de- to determine who created a particular AI, I, whether you'd call it code or, or, or technology. You know what I mean? Yeah, right. Because it's just going to be very very challenging so yeah absolutely uh, and we've seen it with some of these cases the decision right like is it the car that made the decision is it the people is it the people forgiving the car the ability to make the decisions you know what i mean 
very complicated. You've got medical claims because medicine uses surgical robots. I mean, they've been using surgical robots for a while. Mm-hmm. There's just so many issues that that we're seeing, you know, um, and it really, I don't think right now we're set up to have the legal framework in place to deal with them. So yeah. there's lots of interesting things on the horizon. And totally. I think for, so, so for developers and of, of any type, right? Yeah. Involved in STEM, you're going to have to keep an eye out to what liabilities you might face because you could be programming an AI. Um, That'll cause the destruction of humanity. It, it and you'll be, get sued. It could be, uh, what is it from the Skynet? Skynet. 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 You could be, you could be programming Skynet, right? Yeah. And then all hell breaks loose. And, Maybe. And, Arnold is too old to do anything to help us at this point, right? <laughs> he can barely stand up. Yeah. So he's not going to help us. Rambo's out. It just, it just you, you're screwed. Um, but we've no, got, we've got a uh, modern day heroes who might be able to help us. The Rock is too busy. John Wick might be doing something. Uh, he's getting he's getting a little old. That last mm. Matrix movie. That math. Uh, you want to so talk about good. AI? You want to talk about? Uh, Hold up. What, are you going to tell me Big that twist. it was an AI-generated film? That's why it was so well, bad. They were they used machines to build out the world, and it was all fictional. Although, yeah. no, that movie was so bad. That movie was horrible. Uh, know, such uh, a disappointment. Yeah. Because I really loved the first Matrix. I think in the beginning, they tried to explain why it existed. They did the thing, the one scene where Keanu Reeves was like, I don't want to make another Matrix game. And the guy was like, Warner Brothers is making us. So it's either we make it, or someone else who has nothing to do with it makes it. And Keanu Reeves is like, I guess if Warner Brothers is forcing us to make this, we'll have to. And I think that was them trying to say, like, look, you know, Warner Brothers is forcing us to make another Matrix. Uh, it was horrible. The yeah, whole was movie bad. was was horrible. But anyway, yeah, I mean, look, you, you're going to be, so as a developer or designer, you have to be concerned about what liabilities. And if you're a, lo- a young lawyer, I mean, think about all the interesting litigation that's going to come out of this and where things are going to go. I mean, we're going to be on the cusp of new law creation when it comes to some of this stuff. So it's actually very interesting and exciting. So, all right, that's going to wrap up our discussion on STEM and uh, National STEM Day and all that other stuff. And Mm -hmm. it's more than just 3D printers of, uh, you know, middle fingers because that's what most of the kids did. When I was at that uh, school, they were huh. making, yeah, let, let's make 3D printed middle fingers. Middle fingers? Yeah. It's way more than that. That's going to do it for this episode. Hope you enjoyed it. Hope you found some of this content interesting. If you haven't checked out our other episodes, we've got so many. You've got to go back and, and look at some that might pique your interest. You can use artificial intelligence to sort through it to see which ones you like the most. I'm just kidding. Um, and also make sure that you subscribe to the podcast so that you know when new episodes are coming out. We are available everywhere that you listen to podcasts, and we'd love to have you along for the ride. Thanks. That's going to do it. We'll see you next time. Thanks for listening to Understanding the Law Radio. If you haven't done so already, make sure that you subscribe to the podcast. We're available anywhere that you listen to your podcasts, including Amazon, Apple Music, Spotify, iHeartRadio, and many more. Also, don't forget to check us out online on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Thanks again. See you next time.